You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's R&B Divas LA After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's R&B Divas LA After Show. Go ahead, break it down, Black. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? Bingus for doing it. We're doing another episode for R&B Divas here at AfterBuzz TV, the reunion special part one. I'm your host, Bam Erickson, and I would like to introduce my panel. Then introduce us. Just kidding. Just Meg kidding. Thomas. <laughs> Black Thomas. Yo, yo, yo. And Larice Shamar Peoples. There we have it. Yeah. You know, people think you guys are married on YouTube, you know? That's people not because you last name. You know, they think she's like a sister oh, to me. Oh, right. Because we do. Oh, yeah, we're cousins. Yeah. Yeah, so man. to clear up that Blah. rumor on iTunes and, and YouTube, no, they're not married. They are... Right. We're so friends. strong nice. black name. All right. So let's go into, let's go into um, the reunion part one. We had a lot to say about Joe Claire when he <laughs> when he hosted a reunion in Atlanta. So they went a con- they went a completely different route, and they went with Wendy Williams. What did you guys think? How you doing? <laughs> she did that thing, honey. Yeah, th- she did it. Wendy Williams, I love you. She's. I, I think she made this reunion special. I think it what it is like she just kind of took more control of each each of the situations. She, she asked the questions. She gave a certain amount of time to respond to the questions then she just kind of move on and she kind of stick to the questions like okay cool you didn't answer this question you didn't answer that question like we want to know what's going on so and, and I think overall the whole introduction with Don not being there I just kind of called Don out I like it I love it I thought she was really good but not amazing <laughs> why? can I say that is that okay well, yeah why well I mean just to do an overall blah about the whole joint, I like how she had control. I really love the fact that uh, the women respected her, and it was a situation where they were uh, not holding back and were open. But I felt like, uh, I don't know, it was kind of like she was feeding into the wrong stuff sometimes because there was a lot of issues that she brought up within the women's backgrounds and their relationships that I thought was very important very key. But when it came to what I saw as things she dove into it but she didn't really like dwell on it enough for me and that's why I say it was really yeah. good like she wasn't like Joe Claire where he was like lost <laughs> all hell control and had to have another host I don't think it's anything like that and I think she's immaculate you know as far as what she did but in the sense of if I was just to really examine what was going on there was sometimes I was sitting I was like why are we even talking about this this is getting oh she really bashing on bras right now and so it was like there was a lot that I think she was interested in that I don't think I was interested in and that's probably what it was it wasn't necessarily that she was going about it the wrong way but that what fed into me being like yeah she was really good but I didn't feel like it was oh great I think also there were certain there were certain things I, I like I like how Wendy there were certain things that she didn't know or that she forgot and she you know like when she introduced the girl she just said Cla- Claudette she didn't even say her last name or when she referred to her song the brown the, the brown eyed song I, there were certain aspects that I thought was good and really entertaining but I, you know we'll get into there's a couple of, of things that I thought was uh, important that should have been mentioned but it wasn't and so let's just go dive right into it so after the girls or the ladies are introduced uh, she asked Kelly about the pin that she was wearing and she was wearing her uh, Sigma Gamma Rho, uh pin. What's like, what significance with with that? a red dress though. That's what I had an issue with. I'm a Delta, so you know. You got on a red dress but you got on a blue and yellow pin. Yeah, a lot of people had some comments about what why, what was the significance? Was nothing it nothing at all. Was it to show maybe that she 
support. I don't. I don't like. She does understand what like sisterhood means. It because you know, Sigma, Sigma Gamma Rho is pretty much like sorority or mm-hmm. sisterhood. Everybody they come together as one. I guess she tried to basically to show that hey, you know, I know what it means to kind of like to be together as one. Even though it didn't show on the show, but at the same time, you know, I have my sisters. My sisters support me. But again, it had no significance to the show itself. She's like, oh yeah, I got my Sigma Gamma Rho, but. I think she's newly inducted too. I think that might have been why she wore the pin. Really? People who are new, really? but but usually people who are new in a sorority, they're like they just so super gung ho. So that might be the reason why. Well, she probably said, oh, "Could you mention this?" So okay, because I, I so she grabbed Jet. Yeah, I didn't recall that was I was getting to that point. I didn't recall her actually being in a fraternity. I, I, sorry, I'm, sorry. Sorry, I'm sorry. What happens with a lot of famous people is that they um they you're honorary. Yeah, you're so honorary. that's what they did with her. But I just think that. In any situation, if you're if you're looked at as a bad guy on a show, you probably shouldn't represent your sorority because then that kind of looks down upon your sorority. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> then, so then, um, Wendy Williams goes right into she. Oh, I'm sorry. There was one thing when she was introducing the girls and oh, you look nice. What are you wearing? And Shante was like, you know, she's wearing a, uh, her Louis Vuitton shoes. Just to look at Kelly's face. face. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, yeah. Man, her All right, face. so yeah, so where's Don? So uh, no one knew where she was, and so Kelly said she heard that she wasn't going to be there, and and Wendy said something that people has been talking about, and mm-hmm. I and I totally agree with this one hundred percent. She says that these women need to be held accountable, and the producers needs to lock down the entire cast, and if you need to hold their last two paychecks, right. uh-huh. you need to do that. And right. I yeah. feel, and I I feel. 100% uh, strong about that. You are a part of a reality show. Mm-hmm. Everybody know you redo, do reunions. And, you know, Don made some comments about how she she felt that it was um, not positive. It was not positive. <laughs> Listen, you signed on to the show. Right. It's your job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so... But, I mean, I... In, in her defense, she was not made to. You're not made to go to work every day. You get days off. You know what I'm saying? You get to choose. So that's what I'm saying. But you don't it, get paid when you go. Ag- agree. So that's not Don's fault. That is the production Producer, company's yeah. fault. They should have put that in their contract that said you must attend or you will not get paid. So yeah. I can't blame I can't blame him for that. But that's why I think that um, Wendy did such a good job because she did what fans wanted her to do. Yeah. This is something that fans would have said. Like, yo, that's so messed up. How could you not show up to the show? And how, how she you? called her out. Right. Yeah. And she had no qualms. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then so they go to they go to um they go to Michelle and she asks her about her speaking voice. Again, mm-hmm. something that we've all wanted to know, does Michelle really sound like that? And she goes on to explain, you know, about her larynx. Her larynx. Yeah. She talks larynx. over her larynx. Larynx. Yeah. Same thing. So what do you guys <laughs> <laughs> You know I always correct y'all now. Come and, on now. And so Wendy asks if she wants to get it fixed and she says no, I've I don't want to get it fixed. I, I mean, hope not. Did you see her face though? She was her, like her voice no. has done her she she's happy with her voice right. and it's done her justice. Yeah. I mean it's just one of those things that, you know, she's it's a point. She's like forty plus and you don't change something like, like that about you. You're in your life, everyone accepts it, I accept it, and this is this is just who I am. Because if you change it, you're not you're not gonna know for sure what her voice is gonna sound like if you change it. Yeah. <laughs> and it might she be probably like got this. out so many parking tickets with that voice. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I just came out of my time. <laughs> <laughs> they, probably, they probably like laughing at I'm sorry, I can't write this. Yeah. To this but I'm, I'm glad Wendy asked her that because I always wanted mm-hmm. to know, like, why does she sound like that? How does yeah. she sound like that? And how is she able to sing normally? So, yeah. Black, can you do that one more time? <laughs> that was funny. I will kill my larynx. That's the, okay, larynx. so then she gets, so, so Wendy goes into to Claudette and she breaks it down about how you know they had the brown eyed song yeah. and how she slept with both of them and she goes well damn <laughs> <laughs> and so then Claudette goes and she breaks it down of, of what happened what do you guys think about that whole um, Claudette's response I think she was a little intimidated you see how she was kind of she was a little flustered when she answered but you know I, I don't think I don't think Wendy asked that question for her to be intimidated. I think she really wanted her to lay it out, like what really happened so people know the story. I didn't take it as Claudette. Claudette was uh-huh. like, you know, she did she did she did the whole hand thing. She was like, yeah. Hold on, wait, let me explain. I don't feel like Claudette was <laughs> I don't feel she was intimidated yeah. at all. She cleared up the rumors. She said that, you know, her and Robbie were together before the group had even started. You know, he was abusive. She specified what kind of abuse he was he was uh he was mentally abusive. So I didn't feel like 
I didn't feel like Claudette was uh, intimidated at all. Yeah. Well, see, I'll say when I watched it the second time, I that I noticed it the second time. The gotcha. first time I didn't get it. The, the second time, it seemed like she was just. I would have thought this is your story. It would have been. It would have come off a little easier. I guess. I guess the question off. itself was kind of caught off guard. That's what I'm saying. I think that's, that, that, that might have like, been the re- type of question Wendy asked was like, okay, let's talk about your ex and your your past relationship, <laughs> which is kind of like overall, I think. It was bad questions because it should have been more about the show and more and less about like oh let's talk about who you mess with. Who, I disagree. Who, I disagree. Right. Well, I mean, I feel it pertains, but I think the way she was diving into it wasn't necessarily reaching a goal that I think was conducive to what the sh- what we were what trying to get at. But, but that's why I say I think she did such a great job because when you watch a reality show, you delve into these people's lives. So if you touch on stuff that they didn't talk about in the show but it's stuff that you're wondering that kind of brings it all full circle because you're like okay I understand this part of the story but here's some other part of the story that we're now getting and so I love the fact that she dived into like well okay you know because you touched on it a little bit during the show yeah. for real I mean that's kind of horrish so clear it up for us please so but we nobody know nobody knew though but that's what I'm saying that's why we that's why I feel it was good that she had them talk about stuff that necess- not necessarily were in the show Cleared it up. As a fan, I would like to know. I'm not guessing. I could have did without it, but okay. You could have did better? Yeah, I could have did without it. Oh. Michelle okay. A and Claudia is probably the only two stories that was probably the most interesting and entertaining. Mm-hmm. And then she goes into asking, well, see, speaking about sleeping with producers, so now she goes into the whole Michelle A story, uh-huh. which <laughs> it's pretty damn funny. <laughs> I mean, she just said honest. I'm like, you know, I just like, I just sleep with the producer. Mm-hmm. You know, so honest. I got married over the phone. Right. So, yeah, that was she funny. Said, I didn't know. Well, I didn't know you couldn't get married over the phone when your man's in prison either. She's like, I didn't find out to the, the federal government, the IRS. The judge told me that we were married. So, <laughs> so Michelle, she was married to Dr. Dre for nine years, mm-hmm. and um, they were engaged <clears throat> for, they were engaged, and it wasn't until their fifth year into um, their engagement that she got pregnant. Yeah. And then after that, he cheated on her. Uh, Dr. Dre cheated on Michelle a, allegedly a couple of times. Michelle says she was fine with it. She moved on. And then three years after her and Dre uh, split and he was already married, then that's when she got with Suge Knight. Now, I think rather than... I, I think at that point, there could have been other questions that maybe Wendy could have asked because how... Why? It's no relevance. Again. Right. No, and I think she probably did. Because if you go and look on TV1.com, you'll see that there are other clips and snippets of stuff that was cut. I feel that is... I, I think feel, that probably was one thing. I feel, it's re- I feel that it's re- um, relevant because she has these two kids. There was a whole child support. There was a whole child support issue. He was... She is she financially stable? Like what's going on? We don't know what's really going on with her in the past uh, these past twelve years that she hasn't come out with anything. And because she wasn't around that much, like her story wasn't really told as much because she wasn't there a lot. So I mean, we could have just got some more information. There was other stuff that I don't particularly, you know, she could have probably went without. But I mean, it's an interesting story, and I would have probably just liked to have known just a little bit more information about why she wasn't around. But yeah. I think I think yeah. it's because her daughter is about twelve, so I think she really literally took the time off to raise her daughter and her son. Well, then the question would be: Are Suge Knight and Dr. Dre do they have any dealings with their children? With their children? But I think when she answered about the child support part later, I think that kind of tells you a little bit, you know, because typically men who take care of their kids take care of them financially as well as no, visit yeah. them, and I, I can't Bad see God. her needing that mm-hmm. much. She said, "What she's owed like millions in child support." Oh, them women owed money. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So I don't, I don't think that they're around that often. I think that kind of answers the question. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, very true. What about the fake marriage? What do you guys think? I thought that was yeah. it was it, it was silly and sad. But I mean, I think things like that happen. I mean, when you go through uh, love situations, your mm-hmm. story gets more and more interesting when it comes to the next person. As long if you're not being involved in making better decisions, I don't think that. Uh, Suge Knight was a step up from Dre as far as uh, experience uh, <laughs> is. So I would say that she just, I don't know, I don't know. I, I think that it just goes with that kind of, I guess, a lifestyle that yeah. random crazy things would happen. And I feel bad that she would, you know, fall for that. There's no one in her family that could have sent me, Chalet. <laughs> you married Suge Knight 
over the phone while he was in jail, prison, or wherever he was. Because there's a difference. There's a difference. (laughs) There's not anyone around you that would have questioned, like, Megan, if you would have told us that you just got married and your dude's in prison, but you married over the phone, like, we would, I, I, as a friend, would have said, Megan, are you sick? Are you okay? I I mean, I honestly, I didn't know that either. Because here's the thing. I think she had, like, a... um, an officiant on her side. So she's on the phone with her man. He had to call and collect. And then she has an officiant on her side doing... It's being recorded. Me, that's who, what I'm saying. I don't know. Who so does I, that? I, okay, obviously somebody who has a loved one in prison. She <laughs> had... I mean, well, how else do you get married to somebody that's in prison? You know what I'm saying? So I didn't think that that wasn't legit either because if there's an officiant there and it just happens to be somebody that's on your side, on your end of the phone... And y'all I think that was just it. like a very like immature, naive situation that happened to where that that she didn't really understand what was going on because she felt so in love with the individual and she's just willing to do and believe whatever he's saying. No, I don't think that's what it, I yeah. think she honestly, like, you have to get paperwork signed and I think she didn't, she's never been married. Obviously, she was engaged for 50 million years to a man, which is, you shouldn't be engaged that long anyway. But because she was engaged okay. that long, she didn't know what you have to do to get married. So I think she honestly got thought, this is okay, this is official because we're getting married over the phone. Whereas you have to have somebody sign documentation, you got to take it to the courthouse. I think she didn't really know that. Yeah. I mean, also, the marriage laws are, like, different between every state and stuff. Right. So it does become kind of fickled in figuring out what is a go and what isn't. Okay, you know? I'm just going to say that. I'm, I'll say this. I, the whole thing sounds like a red flag to me, and mm-hmm. I feel like there were motives, and re, there was motives which we don't know, which maybe could have particularly been asked. Why did she marry this man? I think she married him. Be, I, I personally think maybe she married him because he was in jail and maybe uh, he needed his assets or something saved. Exactly. That's that's what I really think would happen, and I feel like we could have, she could have got to the bottom of that because why would you be so quick to marry a man who's in prison? Why can't you wait? So just she had already I, waited nine years to get married. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have waited either. He, yeah, right. I, think, I think it was more of the money and the asset at you know with the marriage because you know if she if he if she, they, she was married to Sugar and I all his asset goes to her, to her and right. nothing was be, being able to take from the, the IRS or and yeah um, and you know Sugar he was worth some money during the the, the, day, the heyday of death row yeah man man death row okay so then so Kelly and the sunglasses so <laughs> <laughs> you know so. I never seen her with regular prescription. She prescription. she does have them on. She Will, did have them on. Wendy show. Wendy did call her out and said, you know, people who tend to wear sunglasses like she feel are invasive. But Kelly says that they all knew that she all informed people that she wears um, uh, prescription in her glasses, and so she wears the all her shades. She, or yeah. you're looking at me like I'm like I'm the one that's telling the tale. I'm just saying. I believe it. My only thing is, she's a producer of the show. She, she got money. But no, she's, all she, that should she's be not. A she's not the producer of the show. Oh. She is just. She's. She's the. Um, she's the anchor. She's so the she's anchor. The, she's the like, lead. Uh, she's the lead. If you will. Okay. Yeah. I believed her, but and I think in those instances, I don't think that that's why she wore those glasses. No, I, exactly. <laughs> But she said they all knew, and all of the women silently with their arms folded, they did nod their head as if t- Kelly's telling the truth. I mean, but yeah, but at the same time, I just think overall, like with the conversation she was having with Claudette, when she kind of when she was backed in the corner, it's like okay, well, I really want to pay them any attention because like I know I'm I'm wrong, so I'm just hiding my guilt. No, because if you if you do watch the other stuff when she does have the sunglasses on, she eventually takes them off. So I think she might have been driving with them because they are prescription. She gets there, she's talking, and then she's like, "Okay, let me take these off." No, but she does take them off. I'll I'll say this: there are there are a lot of people who wear. Look at Whoopi Goldberg on the View. She wears dark she wears dark glasses in their prescription. But it's all about your body language and her body language. Although. Although I do believe that she has that are um, that are that are that her shades are prescription. It's all about your perception. Right. If you looked happy and you were not doing some of the things that you did and yeah, you were smiling on. and being happy, it would be a totally different story. Yeah. Right. So it adds to the fact that you're wearing dark sunglasses and you have attitudes and you're doing the whole neck rolling and I don't know you and I don't know you. It just doesn't look good on you, Kelly. Right. That's just our point. And then so Claudette, go, um, Wendy goes to Claudette and says, you know, how how sad she was right. uh, throughout the entire show. She said she's like, you are the most depressing, depressing person. person. <laughs> yeah. But she, I love how Woody asked that question, though, because she says it in a way that's so, like, it's not mean, but she really did call this girl dispressing like, yeah. to her face. She's the truth. Right. She's and then, going through a lot. And then yeah. she goes into the whole child support issue. Right. And 
What was interesting to me was he said she, Claudette, defended um, Ryan and mm-hmm. said that, you know, he does his child support when he can. And then little Mo, her nose, <laughs> little Mo in, in her true nosy fashion, she says, Buddy wrote the Usher song, caught up. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, yeah, and we got the house off of that. But, yeah, it's gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That money don't last forever. Right. It really doesn't. Right. But then there's this whole thing with all the women, uh, pretty much except for Kelly, they're all having issues with child support. Right. Yeah. And Little Mo goes on to say how, you know, I don't mean to cut everyone off, but <clears throat> she does not like a man who cannot support. I'm, I'm well, no, she says a man who allows his child's mother, mother to be living to be living from home to home, homeless, basically. But this is, Little Mo, for you, this is my response to you. Um, every situation is different. Right. Mm-hmm. And you just got to mind your business because you never know <laughs> right. what's going on. I I have friends and, and people who have very different situations when it comes to child support. Sometimes it's their, sometimes it's a man's fault and sometimes it's not his fault. And he's trying to do what he's, he's, he's doing the best that he can, but there's issues within the relationship that's causing for there not to be child support. So you have to really be able to, to know what's the situation is. And we don't know what the situation is. So therefore, I don't think you can judge that. What black? I agree. I got nothing to say. Uh-huh. I agree. I'm paying cool this time. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> the Vegas trip. Let's talk about the Vegas trip. So then... <laughs> that Wonder Woman outfit. Jesus. <laughs> She's my hero. I'm just saying. Shantae Moore. Shantae looks amazing. She, she does. And I, and I will reiterate what Wendy said about her, which is she's so cool. Shantae's yeah. just a cool chick. Yeah. She's a friend in my head. But that's what the funny thing is. You could, you could see... Through the women's personalities, their kind of true nature, and um, Shantae always came off like, honestly, she's the homegirl you like to have fun with, a hard worker, and somebody who's about her business. And I think that's what made her and Kelly clash so hard. And like you, when you saw the demeanors and characteristics that were coming out of uh, Kelly, it it was a, a obvious contrast and right. to vibe. Like you could see that. Shantae wasn't caught up in what they've been through and still having a good time, but you can still see Kelly on the couch, like, waiting for a turn to be caught up in the shit. Because they're not buddies, but you can be our buddy, and you can download Adventures of Serial Buddies. All you have to do is go to SerialBuddies.com, or you can go to iTunes and search Adventures of Serial Buddies. It's really funny. And if you download the movie, you help us here at After Buzz TV, which allows us to keep the lights on, keep this programming going for free, keep us talking about the R&B Divas of L.A., so Make sure you go to SerialBuddies.com and download Adventures of Serial Buddies. All right. And so now when they were talking about the Vegas trip, they showed the they showed all the clips. And again, they showed the clip where it uh, it appeared that Toy was rude and kind of brushed her ladies off to the to the pink carpet. And of course, we saw the real footage and that's not what really happened, which again, to me, is a trip because it's like, you know, now that the now that all this this truth has come out. I don't feel like they should have showed that clip because that's not the truth. That's not what really happened. So I thought that was kind of shady on TV One's part. But then she asks, are the girls scared of Kelly? And <laughs> they don't answer. Everybody's they, quiet. They don't, yeah. they don't, they don't <laughs> answer. And, and Wendy was like, I didn't know you were such a bully mm-hmm. and how, she, how mean she was. Now this whole thing about Kelly not being there. What did you guys think about that? Do you guys think that? I think. I mean, honestly, with as successful and as busy as all the women are, I, th- I thought it was uh, maybe a little bit over-dramatized by the rest of the women. I mean, if if I was in a situation where, you know, somebody that expected to be there wasn't there and things still went kind of smooth, I wouldn't, you know, be so caught up on it. But at the same time, uh, Little Mo was pointing out there was, like, different things going on that was kind of scary, the person running around bothering mm-hmm. people or whatever, stuff like that was going on. So I could see how, you know, it should have been took it care of in the sense of that they were straight, safe. They were not rushed and set up and stuff like that. But at the same time, I didn't feel like they were so justified in making that such an over-the-top I think the whole issue was the whole thing that Kelly was not there for the opening night. And Kelly said, you know, did you guys not know that I was not showing up? There's a couple of flaws on both sides. Uh Kelly is saying that the girls knew that that she was not coming. And then she says, I sent a text as I was boarding the plane. That well, doesn't... that doesn't really make sense because you're boarding the plane, getting ready to leave back to Los Angeles, <laughs> then you send them a text message. 
Well, in her defense, I will say that she... I do believe she already had the flight booked. She was supposed to be going back on Thursday because if you hear what, even what Little Mo told us when she came here, that show was originally supposed to be on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. They Everything was supposed to happen on a Wednesday. But because everyone couldn't fly out the, on that Wednesday, which is what happened, is stuff happened with people's flights, they couldn't fly the whole entire crew to Vegas on to be there for Wednesday. So what they asked Tori to do was to move the Broadway in the Hood musical to Thursday which is what he agreed to. However, Kelly already had an event that she hosts every Thursday in L.A., so that's why she couldn't make it. So I think that makes sense, and I, I do agree she probably should have texted them earlier, but if you notice when she comes back the next day, all the stuff that they're saying is like, well, dang, Kelly, you could have said something to us. They don't say that to her face, which lets me believe they knew she wasn't going to be there. Even and if they didn't know at the last minute, they knew she wasn't going to be there. And I think that they knew that because when you watch, when you watch the footage... When little before little Mo gets up and sings, she says that you know Kelly says she wished she could be here. She sent us a text, so I believe Kelly because right. little Mo did say that they got the text message. I just think that in the way that they did it between moving uh, moving the the show to Thursday rather than Wednesday. And then again, because I think we have so we we get so much information now that the show's over. You know, Tori told us that he was told to have it moved right. because they knew Kelly so there, there's it's for for me it's it's really difficult to uh to have a full to to be fair with this because I have we I have information from many sides so it's like okay <clears throat> Do you believe how it's edited on the show? Do you believe what this person's saying or this person's saying? So it's kind of difficult, but I do think that this whole Vegas thing could have been avoided. I thought it could have just been handled better. I blame the production. I blame them. (laughs) (coughs) With that being said, I mean, if anybody have any suggestions of what they might think about the Broadway, the whole Kelly situation with the Vegas, make sure you go to iTunes and rate us. Give us comments on iTunes. You can download for your podcast, your iPads, any digital media, um, what are smartphones that you may have. Please go to iTunes, rate us. Uh, Let us know what we can do to make the show better, but also let us know about the Vegas. What do you think the truth is about Kelly not showing up for the show? And pretty much we want to know your comment. Don. You said just say Kelly? I said Kelly. Yeah, Don. You can talk uh, about Don too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, please do. Don in her absence. Uh, so, so Wendy goes to Shantae and she talks about her marriage to Kadeem oh. Artisan for who she was married to Kadeem for eight years and she asks if they have secret drive-bys or are they going to get back together? <laughs> no, I think she was quick when she answered. She, she was like, nah, we're, you know, we're family and mm-hmm. I think the genuine answer that she gave shows that she's she's being truthful, which is they're not going to get back together. They they nah. probably try. They've got a really good friendship, and that's the way divorced people should be. I mean, not everybody's supposed to be together, even if you do right. get along. Yeah. You know I mean, unfortunately, we have to use our lives to kind of figure it out when it comes to relationships. I mean, I thought there was mad chemistry between them when they're together. I think, uh, in the sense of having a child together, it makes for a better parenting, co-parenting situation. But at the same time. Uh, whatever reasons they had not to stay together, I felt were solid enough for them to not question it and let the friendship good times grow. Right. Which is not easy. And then she goes to Kenny Lattimore, her ex husband. <laughs> mm, mm, and mm. she says, Word on the street is you guys got divorced because Kenny's gay. And wants to know <laughs> is that is that the nature of the divorce? At first she didn't answer the question and then Wendy says, You didn't answer the first question and so she said it's not for her to answer. I think she, she answered, just answered it. No, I, I think overall she just kind of answered it good. She answered the question in such a way to where it's really not her business to discuss what Kenny Lattimore is. And even for Wendy Williams to ask her that question, it's, it, it doesn't really paint, pertains to R&B Diva as a whole. She asked about the <clears> divorce, <throat> but, you know, that's kind of a personal question. And no one knows what Kenny Lattimore is. And if Shantae do know, she's not going to blatantly tell everyone oh yeah he's this or he's that and I think she kind of answered in a respectable way but I, I think it's kind of bad that you know Wendy even asked that question well, to her that's her job you're but, a host you gotta dig into this is reality TV you're digging into people's lives but Ken, nothing's off limits but Kenny Ken, has nothing to do with that exactly not only not only that but in the midst of this whole thing with Kenny and Shantae there was never anything on the blogs yeah there may have been rumors whispers and, and things like that but I don't feel it was appropriate because Kenny's not there to defend himself and 
It was just inappropriate. He never showed up on the show one time. No. Well, but Shantae also says she would have never mentioned him. She 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 wasn't trying to mention him, but he served her papers during the show's taping. So she was like, that's the only reason he got mentioned. I don't think that it was off limits for um, Wendy to ask the question because she's a host. Her job is to delve into stuff. If you don't want to answer, don't answer it. That's your choice. But she does, I think, owe the fans. the. She does need to say something. And if that was something that was being addressed in the blogosphere world that people were wondering, fans are wondering, then... She had every right to ask that. And I will say this. I think the way Shantae answered that question tells us everything we need to know. No, what is, I, don't, what, I don't think so. Which is, is I think that him, I think Kenny Latimer might be gay. Because the way she, because think about it like this. If somebody says that to you, if somebody asks you, did you divorce your significant other because they're gay? She said no. It, she's Okay, but how did she answer it first? She, she didn't just come out. And, she That's how, it's so simple. When somebody says something to you and you know it's a blatant lie, you're like, no, that's not why we got divorced. We got divorced because we just don't work. But she did say that's not the reason that we got divorced. But then when she asked again, she says that's not for me to answer. Is that is that the part where that's kind of questionable? So, yes. It, it, actually, it's more questionable when she asked her first and she didn't say anything. And then when she says it's not for me to answer, that's like, okay, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. If he's not gay, then there's nothing... You could just say that's not why we got divorced. Like I don't know anything about that. She didn't say it like that. She she made it seem like she knew something, but she was like, "Oh, it's not for me to say." I disagree. Uh, I disagree. I disagree. But I mean, for me, I I don't necessarily think it was. Uh, I think her delivery was kind of inappropriate. I don't think the question was inappropriate. I thought that it was unnecessary in the sense of like like so much other stuff to dive into to the show. I mean, their relationship was in the show so it is something to talk about but at the same time other than him serving her the papers which that's I think was a trickle down effect to put a woman in a position where if the first thing to cut down a, uh, a male is to have his, his sexuality, sexuality in question and for what they went through and the way she was trying to get at Kenny over and over I think there was <laughs> some maliciousness under undertone in, in even the question and maybe even the not defending him because who would defend somebody who's been getting on your nerves so for me I didn't take that as a um, leeway into saying oh yeah I, mean, he, I bet you he, he's gay but it's in the situation of you know maybe that's a real issue but it still has nothing to do with the show. Right. But at the same time, yeah. but she, go, maybe. she goes back to Kelly and asks Kelly the Thank same you. questions. Like, yes. what reason are you asking the question? Like, Shantae say no, but then you're going to go to Kelly. It's like, that, oh, I, I, yeah, I thought that was inappropriate. Yeah, it's going over. It's not only is it inappropriate, but if Kelly is truly... Um, if if Kelly is truly friends with Kenny Lattimore, what true friend would say, you right. know, yes, my friend's gay, or yes, exactly. my friend's a, a whore, yes, my friend's a, a dog. You know what I'm saying? Like that was just to make, to make him look bad. It wasn't feel, a situation where you get any clarity. I feel what, like what? I feel like Wendy. I feel like Wendy has a personal issue with Kenny. Mm -hmm. She said that, you know, that he was a low-down, dirty, disgusting dog. She did. And, and, <laughs> and she didn't know the full story. She doesn't know the yeah. full story. So and she, I, she I think she should shut up. Yeah, I think she should exactly. shut up. Because you don't have the information. You don't have the information and you're, and you're... What you see on TV, you have... Just like the way people are, are dogging Kelly out as far as, you know, they're making all these negative comments about her. I just felt like Wendy's... Uh, uh, I just felt like what Wendy said was inappropriate. And it's one thing to ask the question that people may want to know. But then to now to turn around and ask Kelly and then to call him a dirty, disgusting dog right. because... I think that was too much. I just think it was too much. And I felt like Wendy, she overstepped her boundaries as a host. Yeah. And she went... She she all of a sudden became this this very malicious person. She was back on our show. It was the Wendy Williams right. show. Okay. That's exactly yeah. what it was. Which is, in that in that forum is very fine, and like I said, I, I mean, either way, it didn't really um, have as much weight on the on the interview. But at the same time, it did seem to kind of have its own little route mm -hmm. of right. direction. She, she should have just stopped it when she said, "Shantae is the reason that you got divorced because Kenny's gay." You're asking this woman about her divorce. It, mm -hmm. Once she answered it, that should have been it. She should have not asked Kelly about it. She should have not gave her two cents about him being a dirty, disgusting dog because she doesn't know this stuff. So I think she did take it too far when she did that. I think when she asked Shantae, are you on drugs? Are you fast? I, I felt, <laughs> I thought she was going somewhere with that because <laughs> the question that would make people wonder, why is a, a man going after the, kid. the kids? 
means that there's something wrong with the the yeah. wife. I, and she was she was asking, you know, are you on drugs? Are you fast? Kind of in a playful way. But I felt that should have been a more serious. That should have been like a kidney question. Yeah. Sh- rather than focus yeah. on the kidney question, why is he going after you for uh, full custody? That's yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay, and then they started talking about child support, and then, of course, you know, they all started to break down how much money was owed to them in child support. Uh, Misha Lay said millions. Um, Little Mo said 16 stacks, and then Claudette said, child, I don't know. I lost track. <laughs> so, a lot of cash. You know, a lot of cash. Poor, really, yeah. I admire that joint. Yeah, so poor women are, like <laughs> Wendy says, they're literally singing for their lives. And I wonder why um, Shantae's not getting child support. She said that Kenny said because they make the same amount. Same but to me, I'm like, well, that doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter if he makes less than you. Yeah. And, the custodial and, parent is supposed to get something yeah. from the non-custodial parent. And again, those are questions that I felt should have been maybe focused been on asked. because, mm-hmm. you know, yes, they do make the same amount of money, but Kenny... You may make the same amount of money, but she has a child majority of the time. So you still need to kick and do something to your child. And and I'll say, I don't know if the questions weren't asked Mm -hmm. because they might have been asked, but I think the production probably edited them out. Yes. All right. And then so another silly question was when she asked me, Chalet, being that Faith was on the Armbedivas LA, you know, the East Coast, West Coast, and did they have anything to do with it? Who cares? Right. (laughs) I'll agree with that. Yeah, it was bad question. Another bad question. Yeah. Who cares? Um, and then so we go into the question with uh, Terry from uh, YBF. He asked a uh, question to Shantae. I thought that was I thought that was cool. That was he cool. Asking questions. She At least said, he wasn't doing exercises. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the Kelly and Mariah. So she talks about, and I've been I've actually been wanting to. I wanted to know this question myself. Um, before RB Divas LA came out, there was a tweet that Kelly had put out making this comment about how someone who she hadn't seen in a long time perform and basically they didn't sound good and, and how the gimmick has finally um, played itself. And so what did you guys think about Kelly's response to if it's in fact Mariah Carey who she was referencing? It is. Mariah Carey. I just think overall, like, Kelly, like, she does things, but she never owned up to what she does, mm-hmm. especially in the negative light of herself. And I think <clears> it's really kind of showed her character throughout the whole season with Army Divas LA because I just think she's kind of deceitful at times. But when people bring it to her light and they like, hey, Kelly, did you do this? It's always like, oh, let me kind of give you a foreshadowing answer, but I'm not going to give you a direct answer, yes or no. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it was Mariah. Why? Because she said gimmick. And Mariah Carey is not a gimmick. She can sing. Now, if it has something to do with maybe lip syncing or something, like, yes, Mariah have had her moments where sometimes she doesn't sound great. But, you know, that's the business. She's been in the game for a long time. And sometimes her voice is not going to be up to par. She's had children. Like, the older you get, particularly when you become a woman, the, uh, there's things that happens to your body that can particularly put a strain on your voice. Right. But for the sake of gimmick, I'm thinking that is Jennifer Lopez because she was with Puffy. When um, back in back in Puffy's days, Puffy did Jennifer Lopez's uh, first CD, and she did a lot of writing. She was signed a bad boy to do the writing. So for the sake of gimmick, I think of Jennifer Lopez because we all know that she's not okay, a great but singer. That, but that, but the the comment that Kelly made was, "You can't. You used to be able to sing. Now you can't. Now you're not that great." That that in essence is what she tweeted. Jennifer Lopez. I mean, let's just say she's not. She, had a she hasn't been really the she's type. Still of, tall, bro. That's what I'm saying. But Jennifer Lopez isn't the isn't your top notch singer. I'm sorry, she's never been a top notch singer. She's got some cool hits. Jennifer but I'm Black? saying, really, she's not like a singer singer. No, so what I'm saying is, I do think it was Mariah because Mariah's if it wasn't if it wasn't Mariah, she would have said, no, it's not Mariah. Somebody just tweeted. I don't even know what that's about. I would like. Why would I say that about Mariah? She would have. It, it would have been so easy to deny that if it was true. I think it was true. And, and what she said was somebody added, Mar- you know, they at Mariah carried and they retweeted it. So Mariah would see it. And it was something that was on TV. And Kelly's response was, well, it was just between me and the television. You and the television and your Twitter fans, because you did tweet that out. So you did. That's another yeah. sense of passive aggressiveness that Kelly has shown throughout this entire season. Yeah. She's very passive aggressive. So I do think it was Mariah Carey. And you foul, girl. You foul. Well, 
I agree. <laughs> okay, well, well, well. What was also interesting when she asked why she left, why she left um, to, why she left uh, singing with Mariah Carey, she said that she wanted to pursue writing and potentially solo career. And so she, Wendy asked her, who are some of the artists that she that she's worked for? So she starts naming all these people like Bonnie Raitt and Ghostface. Uh, she's a ghostwriter. Hold on, wait, wait, before you even say that, you, you have to sh- before okay. you do that, you have to say for Mariah Carey. What what what, a, what was Mariah Carey's response to her when she said she wanted to go be a solo artist? Oh, that she was not ready to right. let her go. So that's that's what I'm saying. There's some shade in that. Mm-hmm. So there was some kind of something wasn't so honky dory when she left with Mariah, which I which is why I believe she probably did have a little bad blood with her. And now, if you come to think of it, we've never seen any pictures of them. In the past 18 years, right. we never, just like we never seen a picture of Janet Jackson and Paula Abdul together. So you kind of have to wonder if these people have no connection. They've seen there's the, there's no pictures, there's yeah. no anything. As many you shows have, and you, music. Right. She gave you your start, you and parties. and you don't really mess with her. Like there's some bad blood. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Well, another funny thing was when she starts naming off the people that she wrote for, <laughs> yeah. she mentioned Shantae Moore. <laughs> that's embarrassing, y'all. I don't think it is. I think that's the business. Uh, although it's funny that Shantae didn't acknowledge it. That's what I'm saying. It. That's because she, like, she didn't even know. She was like, oh, did you? Like, I didn't know. Congratulations. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, it must have been old. You got a check. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? So you got your check, right? <laughs> do you think Shantae was throwing shade back at her? Or do you think that Shantae simply did not know? I don't think she knew. I don't think she knew. Because she said she was ghostwriting. So, and like she said, that's probably was on like a soundtrack. Yeah. And sound- or and she works for a but, company. But then even the way Shantae was like, Oh, not on my album. It was probably a soundtrack. Like she, she still. Well, I think that's because she, she kind of does know who writes for her. And if it was a situation where she was doing a song for a movie, it probably could have trickled down to, hey, we want you to sing this song for a movie. Not knowing that Kelly Price was one of the writers on it, because it came through whatever company or however it it came down. Because she was like, yeah, I probably have done songs where I don't know the writers. Sure, maybe one of the soundtracks. Yeah, she was gonna check. She was like, did you? I hope you got paid, but I get that check. (laughs) She was. cool. Okay, let's talk about the diva logs. So, um. Where do we begin? What do you guys think? So, um, yeah, what do you guys think? That whole thing with... Uh, I mean, I was just kind of confused about the whole thing because, like, we all came in, we thought, like, oh, it's like Kelly, but then it's like, uh, as little most states, you know, nah, it was something that was already pre-discussed before Kelly even told them. It's just kind of like, who's telling the truth? Mm-hmm. I think um, everybody's just a little bit confused to the truth. Maybe. About the, the just the way the whole thing is set up and how people stand on the ground on what they know and believe and then how it still is in correspondence with them receiving paperwork and talking and having meetings and stuff like that. I mean, honestly, I think that's one of the tactics of reality TV shows. Maybe not necessarily this one <clears throat> in the sense of putting people at odds or putting people in situations or setting things up in order to build scenarios to you know film and not like give too much out of the bag i think when that plays into um information i think that's it's like um the pass the note kind of deal where you tell me something i tell you something somebody else is a whole different story right i think for them they never got to sit down and be like what's really going on girl let's not trip let's just figure this out it was more always like well i know this i know this to be true yeah i know this to be true and then i mean if it's still a second party that is the main factor and it, it, it may just be that both of you are right and just the way things panned out right. messed y'all up. And I yeah. think that's what happened with the with the diva logs. I, I truly believe that the idea was Kelly's because the way Kelly made it, makes it seem is the production company picked her first to do R&B Divas LA as they're you know trying to profile different singers like okay who should we bring to the table. They obviously brought um, Kelly on first. And I think what they told her is, okay, Kelly, we got to come up with some kind of project for you ladies to do before we pick the rest of the cast. Like, what do you want to do? Maybe she came up with, oh, maybe we do like a monologue type of thing, whatever. So then when they start picking the other women and they take it to Shantae, they're like, okay, Shantae, so what we're going to do is this. We want you guys to do like a monologues. And then we're going to have Kelly tell you the idea. And then you and Kelly go and tell the rest of the ladies, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So for Shantae, she was correct in saying that this idea was brought from the production company because of the way they worded it to her, which yeah. is technically not wrong. Mm-hmm. But what they didn't tell her was what happened in the, the meetings beforehand, which is what Kelly says. Mm-hmm. You weren't privy to the meetings that 
I, the, where I was with them, mm-hmm. and I told them this stuff. So I don't think that that was a lie. I think that was true. It was Kelly's idea. And then, you know, the other woman probably didn't really know what was going on. And it's not their fault. This is where Wendy went wrong to me because everyone was given their sides. And it's clear that these women are not aware of what's going on. Little Mo in our interview said that before she did the taping, they had to do an interview. And so you sit down, you talk, and you tell them everything was going on in your life, and then they take that and they form your story. So Kelly obviously had her meeting, said all what was, and so I felt like at that point, Wendy should have just kind of cleared everything up because they were all kind of going at each other's throats. Well, well, no, you, you know... I you you're wrong because my email never said blah blah. I think that should have been the part where she should have just kind of calmed the girls down and yeah. cleared up. Wait a minute. So basically, Kelly, you're saying that you brought this idea to TV One with your meeting. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, now Shanti already said that she was told that the two of them were going to have this. So if they just kind of listen to each other, right. it's pretty simple to tell that the producers kind of fixed all of this and that it was Kelly's idea. So. I just felt like she should have kind of taken more control to get these women to understand because, again, I don't understand why these women could not have had side conversations once. I'm sure they all have each other's phone numbers. Why couldn't they have been a sit-down and said, hey, you know what? Kelly ain't picking up the phone. But at the same time, I, I, I believe this right here, you know, even when... Kelly brought the whole monologue to everyone. Kelly disappeared. When Shantae was like, hey, I know this guy. That should have been a point that Kelly was like, hey, you know what? This is originally my idea, and this is what I want as a whole. And if you're going to help me and assist me with it, these are the things that I'm looking for. And instead of just letting it go, because she let it go too long, where everybody was so embedded into it to when she tried to take it back it was like well we're too far we're too far gone for you to kind of step in to try to change things up what do you guys think about when kelly said that she was brought into a meeting that said that she either needs to turn it up or this production is going to get shut down i believe her i believe it too but again had everybody been kind of on one accord and listening and Kelly maybe could have just told the girls, listen, girls, they told me if I don't turn up a little bit, this show going to get shut down. We're not going to get paid. All right. So I'm going to turn up a little bit. It's nothing personal. Just. But I, I think, you know, just for the sake of reality television, I believe that there's agreements involved with all this stuff. I honest to God, I believe Kelly probably got paid more to be the bad guy. I, I truly believe that. And when you have an agreement like that, you, you also have, yeah. you, it, there's an NDA. You can't, a non-disclosure agreement. You cannot say that. You cannot go and tell somebody, hey, they're going to pay me more. I got to turn up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just so you know, this is really fake. I really do like you, but I'm going to act like I don't for the sake of the show. They, you cannot say that because that will keep you from getting the extra money. So I'm just saying, I don't see why Kelly would just be a, a mean Mean girl for no reason, unless she was getting paid to do it. I think I think the whole introduction with her and Fred, I think that turned up situation was okay, cool. Yeah, she turned up, you know, because she didn't know Fred. But then like everything, just her demeanor about the way she kind of relate to all the rest of the divas. I think that was just her. Mm. Yeah. And so Fred, so Fred shows up and <laughs> asked, was he <laughs> relieved? Was he relieved um, when Don and Kelly uh, left the show? And uh, he told the truth. He, he, said, yes. he says yes, and then they go into what's uh, going to happen for part two. So, yeah. Hopefully, part two is a lot better. Where Wendy kind of take control and ask better questions and everything really because good. I think the first part of this right here was real boring. Y'all don't, you gonna stop hating on my girl. I thought it was cool. I'm not gonna say that it was boring. Oh, I was very entertained. Wendy gave me all (laughs) what I expected, but it was just certain aspects when things could have been cleared up. Yeah. With the whole with the whole Kelly turn up and the whole monologues, I think the whole thing could have been cleared up and it could have but then again, if it had not been cleared up, maybe it won't be so Entertaining for next week, so I could see right. that. Yeah, that's how next but, week is a lot better than. But this I don't, week. I don't feel it was boring. I felt it was entertaining. I laughed, mm-hmm. but there were some parts where I wish that she could have maybe cleared up uh, some things. What yeah. do you guys think? All right, so let's get into predictions for the reunion part two. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. 
prediction that Kelly's going to knock the brakes off of Shante. I'm just playing. But that I do, they are definitely going to get into it. I disagree. Well, I done already looked online. Yeah, they are going to get into do. it. <laughs> oh, okay. Am clip, I missing something? The little last little what's coming up, See, little flashes. When they when she stands up? She, she might as well have her Tim's on and uh, when that razor Vaseline blade. I her Vaseline. You know and then she does say this. I was reading one of the blogs. Um, she does say that the straight edge was not she did not say it there if you notice on the actual show when she says straight edge you don't see her saying that somebody you, else you hear, that so what they she said that she said it a lot a lot later some other show she was talking about something else and they cut that and they put that in there to make it seem more threatening Kelly said that oh Kelly wow. I don't know but I think she's gonna fight mm, mm. actually I just want for me if for me it looked like she was going to all the women saying something and then it was more like a stand-up hug thing. I didn't feel uh-uh. like... She was like, second tank a tank, tank, tank. Maybe second she was... Tank, 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 tank. What he's saying is, maybe this is going, I love you, my sister. You are the bomb. Wait, second, 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 wait, second, 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 Where are the security guards if she's standing up in these women's faces Ain't while they're sitting down? Them. <laughs> them girls is divas. They at least got enough money to sue. So they right. get to... I mean, at the end of the day, I think the contract says they can't touch each other, but they could be. She's she gets caught a lot. Okay, I can't wait to see, see it. What, I mean? what do you think, Mister Larice? I mean, I don't know, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> you thought it was boring. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hope we get a lot better. I hope we get a lot more <laughs> clarification of what a lot of issues that kind of took pra- took place. You know, um, Don's definitely not going to be there, so we don't know what's happening with her. But also to kind of see like what's going to happen with the next season, who's going to be on the next season. And hopefully, um, it turns out to be a great part too. We get some news and gossip. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. News and gossip. Mm-hmm. After Buzz yeah. TV News. Oh, word on the street is Don allegedly did not come to the reunion because she said it was not positive. She didn't want to be a part of nothing that was negative. However, the streets is talking, and what they're saying is that the reason why she did not come to the reunion is because she's getting sued by her hus- her ex-husband, Andre Allen. Which, remember, we talked about that a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He did say, he, he wrote us exclusively, he wrote us an email, and he did say that he was suing her. So, I think Think Factory and TV One, who are also probably getting sued, in addition to Don, mm-hmm. probably said, you know what, Don? We're going to keep you out of this one. Because we don't need you to say nothing else. And as messy as Wendy is, she will bring it up. So yeah. we don't need you to say nothing else. We're not even going to have you allow you to come. That's what the streets are saying. You know what? I'm going to take back what I said about Don, and I feel that that was the smartest thing she could have ever did, <laughs> right. and not showed up to that taping because, like you said, we got that statement, and uh, so she's not she's not a codfish for this particular instance. No, she's a codfish, but a smart one. She just went to a shallow <laughs> pool. She didn't want to go with them sharks. They're going to eat her up. Okay. <laughs> well, any other? That's it? Not that's it. All right. So, you guys, uh, we'll be coming back next week for part two of the reunion. Let everyone know where you can be found on social media. You can find it in me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Meg Scoop, like Scoop of Ice Cream. And don't forget, go to CerealBuddies.com and download Adventures of Cereal Buddies. Uh, you can find me at All Eyes on Black and every Sunday in North Hollywood, 10721 Burbank Boulevard. Come do Grown Folks Gang Night. <laughs> and you can find me at True People, C-R-U-P-E-O-P-L-E-S, Instagram, Facebook, and also check out TruePeople'sMedia.com. And you can find me on social media at Bam Erickson, and you can also find me um, at Big6Entertainment.com. So we want to thank you guys for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV for RB Divas LA Reunion Part 1. We will see you guys next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.